From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. A family law section priority bill designed to make divorce proceedings more uniform is heading to the Senate floor. Meanwhile, a companion is already on second reading on the House calendar. Jim Ash has more. SB 534 by Republican Senator Aaron Grawl, a Vero Beach attorney, cleared its final committee, Senate Rules 20-0, last week. A companion, HB 521, by Republican Representative Tracy Coster, a Tampa marital family and law lawyer, is awaiting final House approval. Among other things, the measures would require that a gift of real property between spouses be made in writing, and they would create guidelines a court could follow when determining the value of a closely held business between the parties. Another provision would define the concept of extraordinary circumstances that courts could consider when weighing whether to grant an interim partial distribution of assets. Family Law Section Representative Shannon Novi, a Tallahassee family lawyer, attended the committee hearings to signal the section's support. Another Senate panel approved a measure also supported by the family law section that would make it easier for domestic violence and other victims to confirm that they have attained a protective order. Jim? Yeah, the Senate Appropriations Committee on Criminal and Civil Justice voted 10 to 0 to approve SB 84 by Senate Democratic Leader Lauren Book of Davie. The measure would require the Florida court clerks and comptrollers to create a hope card program that would supply victims with laminated, wallet-sized cards. Instead of carrying around a sheath of court documents, victims could use the cards to verify to law enforcement that they have received a protective order. According to a staff analysis, there were 80,159 petitions for various forms of protective orders, filed in Florida in fiscal year 22-23. Clerks estimate it would cost about $40 to produce a card, which lists the type of order and the personal identifying information of the petitioner and the respondent. The analysis estimated that supplying every petitioner with a HOPE card could cost more than $705,000. But the estimate was prepared before Book added an amendment that would give petitioners the option of obtaining a digital version of the Hope Card. Book told the committee the bill is about putting a tangible tool in the hands of survivors that provides them with a more straightforward way to communicate with law enforcement. Republican Representative Tracy Coster, a Tampa marital and family law attorney, and Democratic Representative Mike Gottlieb, a plantation criminal defense attorney, are co-sponsoring the companion, HB 45. With the new Supreme Court-mandated professionalism CLE now available for free on the Florida Bar's website, it's a good time to remind bar members that Legal Fuel, the practice resource center of the Florida Bar, also offers a host of other free on-demand educational programs. Roanne Batar has more. Available at www.legalfuel.com slash free hyphen CLE, Legal Fuel currently offers 184 complimentary programs online that provide more than 200 hours of general CLE credit. As for the new mandatory professionalism course, it coincides with a reduction in the hours Florida lawyers must earn every three-year reporting cycle from 33 to 30 that the court recently ordered. 
Professionalism Expectations, a mandatory CLE for members of the Florida Bar, which is produced by the Henry Latimer Center for Professionalism, may be accessed through the Bar's InReach platform. The program begins with welcoming remarks by former Bar President Michael Tanner, a Jacksonville attorney who made professionalism a priority during his year-long term beginning in June 2021. Tanner says when lawyers practice with civility and professionalism and integrity and honesty, they fulfill their duties to their clients and the public. In an effort to curb drunk driving, lawmakers are looking to tack hefty penalties onto drivers before they're even convicted if they refuse a breathalyzer test upon arrest. Alexandra Glorioso has the details. That's right, Mark. There are two bills moving through the Florida Senate that go hand in hand. The first bill, SB 232, would make it a second degree misdemeanor to refuse a breathalyzer for the first time when arrested for drunk driving. The second bill, SB 260, would require that same driver to also install a kind of personal breathalyzer known as an ignition interlock device in their car for a year, which can cost more than $1,000 at their own expense. There are already significant penalties on the books for Floridians suspected or convicted of driving under the influence. When a driver refuses the first time for a breathalyzer upon arrest, they lose their license for a year. If they refuse for a second time upon arrest, they are committing a first-degree misdemeanor. And in certain cases, after a DUI conviction, they must have a breathalyzer installed in their car. These bills would add even more teeth to current laws by making even a first refusal a crime and by requiring the breathalyzer be installed in their car before they are ever convicted. Senator Tom Wright, a Port Orange Republican who is sponsoring the misdemeanor bill, SB 232, told his colleagues on the Senate Committee on Criminal Justice on January 23rd, where the measure passed unanimously, that drivers are currently refusing the test. So, quote, we're trying to strengthen the bill. Senator Nick DeSegli, a St. Petersburg Republican and the sponsor of the breathalyzer bill, SB 260, echoed Wright's comments to the Senate Fiscal Policy Committee on February 7th, where the measure passed 19 to 1. Quote, drunk driving is a major problem in our state. There are a lot of people that have refused to take the breathalyzer test. The best way to not be in this situation is to not drive drunk. About 35% of Floridians arrested for drunk driving refuse a breathalyzer test, compared to the national average of 24%, according to a Senate staff analysis. Senator Geraldine Thompson, a Windermere Democrat, has been the only senator to vote against DeSegli's measure so far in the Senate, and she was the only member to debate the bill in the Fiscal Policy Committee on February 7th. Thompson said she was against the bill because it violates due process by requiring the breathalyzer be installed before a person is ever convicted. Aaron Waite, the legislative chair for the Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, has also raised due process concerns with the bill and has said in committee there are, quote, innocent reasons to refuse a test including that these tests are often old and unreliable. And if a DUI case goes to court, defense attorneys are barred from having an expert inspect them. 
Last legislative session, the Senate Committee on Criminal Justice appropriated $3.5 million from state trust funds for the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to procure new breathalyzers. But for now, the old tests are still in frequent use. The breathalyzer bill has passed all three committees and is on its way to the Senate floor. The House Companion has passed two of its three assigned committees. The bills are identical. The misdemeanor bill has passed one committee and has two stops left before being heard by the full Senate. Its House Companion has yet to be heard. The legislative session is intended to wrap on March 8th. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Journal and News Department. For Roanne Batar, Alex Glorioso, Jim Ash, and our producer behind the glass, Jonathan Siegel, I'm Mark Killian. <laughs>